This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host. Welcome, everyone. This is the Meaningful Sport Podcast, and I am your host, Nora Ronkainen. Meaningful Sport is a series of discussions on the why and how involvement in sport and physical activity can be an important part of a life worth living. If you are interested in the theme, you might also want to check out MeaningfulSport.com. There you can find podcast show notes, read a blog, and access many resources for further explorations of Meaningful Sport. Welcome back to the Meaningful Sport podcast. It's been a while since the last recording, and it actually took me quite a bit longer than I thought to get back to it. But so finally, here we are, and I really appreciate you joining in today. In our conversation today, our focus will be on young athletes and how they are constructing their careers and lives in sport and education, where uncertainty and competition are constant in today's world. We'll be talking about career adaptability, some gender perspectives, as well as the role of environment in shaping young people's horizons of what is possible, what is desirable, and what is meaningful. I'm delighted to have Dr. Aku Nikander joining me for a conversation. Aku completed his doctoral work a year ago at the University of Uvascula and is currently a postdoctoral researcher in the same institution. His research has explored athletes' dual careers, career development and adaptability, and organizational culture, among other things. And as already mentioned, these will be some of the central topics that we'll be touching upon today. So welcome to the podcast, Aku. It's really nice to have you here with me today. Thank you, Nora. And thanks for the introduction as well. And and looking forward for the discussion that we're going to have today. Yeah, me too. And actually, we planned to do this already a long time ago when you were finishing your PhD and about to submit it. And yeah, life happens, as we know. And so I wonder if you're already like sick and tired of talking about your PhD work. At least when I finished, I wasn't really, <laughs> couldn't care less about the whole thing. I just wanted to have a break and think about other things. But so here we are. And as I mentioned in the introduction, your work is focused on young athletes, their pathways, their development, and so forth. And certainly this topic is not something very alien for you because you have been coaching many young athletes, so it's a topic really close to your heart. So would you say just a few things about yourself and and your pathway and what has led you to then do this research that you have been engaging in? Yes, as you mentioned that I've been coaching quite many years already. I, I think just counted that I have 15 years experience starting from my local club when I was still in high school and coaching like track and field youths. And uh, then when I started studies in University of Uvascular in sports sciences, then I started to again coach in the local clubs. And from that, I have been progressing the, to the higher positions and working in the Finnish Skiing, skiing Association as a U18 group head coach 
and also being responsible of coach education. And so that is kind of like the coaching background. And some of my athletes have achieved quite a good development and success as well. And then why I actually got interested of this topic of career construction and career adaptability among the youth athletes was that I've been following the development of these young high school athletes for almost 10 years already. And usually when we have had these discussions about their sporting goals and they have usually quite clear answers what comes to their like athletic goals. But when it comes to future plans and career goals outside of sport, the answer has been more or less unclear. So it has been kind of concerning as well. And then I got interested in what are actually the possibilities to have some kind of influence that they would have chances to achieve their potential in sport as well, outside of sport domain and other aspects of life as well, and whether that is actually possible. Mm. So you're asking whether that is actually possible and reviewing the literature is that we see those studies where athletes are just doing education with the minimal effort or it's just enough for them to pass. Well, it's not all of the literature. Some studies show that athletes can do equally well in both domains. But so at least it's not without its challenges. And so I really liked your work, the way you frame looking at the literature on young athletes. We have lots of work done on dual careers at the moment. And you mentioned that there is a lot of work on these competencies that young athletes need, time management skills, social competencies, emotional regulation. And this work is clearly important. But so, as you put it, these competencies are related to solving acute problems and not really focused on helping young people to construct this sort of subjectively meaningful career and developing a career story, which is something part of the career construction theory as well. So we are trying to help them to manage the everyday difficulties that you are running around like crazy, but not really maybe helping them to get this vision of where they are going, who they are, who they want to become. And so this is part of how you developed your framing of your study, looking at career construction theory as a framework and then adaptability as a concept within that. So do you want to say just a few few words about this theoretical framing? Yep. So as, as we know that adolescent athletes are facing many competing demands during their daily life. Uh, and then it's also adolescence is a time when individuals need to seek and explore their interests and career opportunities and, and also develop their skills and knowledge to, to also adapt to the future changes and transitions. So then we have career construction theory, which suggests that the youth's career goals and abilities, they give their direction to their career th- tracks they choose. And and also the experience provide feedback that also influences their educational and vocational trajectories. And uh, so there is the individual and also the environmental aspect here, which will influence youth athletes, how they construct their career and what kind of goals they have and how well they also are prepared for the future uh, transitions and challenges. 
And mm-hmm. then young athletes may face contradictory expectations and messages related to their career decisions. For example, parents may expect education to be the priority, but then coaches may expect sports to be so. So then the career adaptability is psychosocial resources that help then adolescents to actually solve these different challenges. And so in your work as a coach with young athletes and following their development, do you see often that they are facing tensions or dilemmas in terms of having conflicting expectations from parents and their coaches and maybe somebody else in their life? Yeah, that is that is inter- interesting question. And, and as a coach, it's like I can empirically observe that the phenomena actually like exist that the young athletes try to live up to the kind of like ideal of being an athlete and they usually have their role models from the elite athletes and so their way of living is prioritizing sports and maybe then do school if they have time for that and of course there is individual differences and and, and individual have different goals and they try to then follow follow these goals but but what I have been seeing as a coach, they feel that they are struggling then to actually achieve both goals to be successful in education, to be successful in in athletics as well. Mm-hmm. And and then they may get tired or, or burn out and and maybe lose a bit of the interest for the sports and then we have the expectation that the education is important for your future working life so if there is a conflict between sports and education adolescent may then choose the education Mm. or sports depending of their career aspirations Mm. yeah we're talking about the Finnish context and education is quite highly valued as well. So this is probably also when you said that you see that athletes are choosing education, that this is for some that's like the number one choice when it comes to thinking which project is more valuable, right? Yeah, mm. that is that is true. And I think also what I've been experiencing is that they rather feel stressed about it if they are not able to train enough mm. compared to if they are able to do schoolwork enough. So they have like this ne- negotiation going on that mm. are they good enough athletes if now they need to do the school or if yeah. they train less they think that they should train yeah on the other hand training is something that is easily quantifiable that you have a training program which says how many hours you are planning or supposed to be training whereas school work doesn't work in the same way that you have a two-hour session in the evening and so but uh, to continue with that career construction so we mentioned career adaptability and it's a resource that young people can have that we all can have in terms of moving forward in developing careers? Do you want to share a little bit more 
what is career adaptability. And then after that, you can start sharing us a little bit about the research that you did and what you found. Yeah. So as I said, the career ad- adaptability, there are skills and competences that can be improved or enhanced. And they are psychosocial resources that assist preparing and achieving academic and career developmental tasks, which is, for example, like committing to a career choice, which is in the Finnish context especially important when the educational policy emphasizes that to already do decisions during high school, which will then influence on the tertiary education admissions. And also athletes are facing multiple transitions during their careers and other challenges, for example, injuries or their primary career career path may not become or it may not be realized. So young people can adapt effectively if they have the ability to face these changing circumstances and situation, being aware and knowledge, and they make and commit decisions and they have also confidence in their own ability to go with these stressors. So the career adaptability consists of uh, four the different kind of subscales, which are concern, control, curiosity, and self-confidence. And concern helps individuals to prepare for their professional future and future developmental tasks. So they knowledge, for example, or they are kind of already have been self-reflective about thinking what are their interests and what are the future options for them as well. And control enables the individual to feel that they can actively influence and shape themselves and their environments in their career development. So if they think that they want to be, for example, elite athletes, so they feel that they have some kind of control about the situation, they can then the decision based off their career goals. And then curiosity describes the exploration of career choices and the environment to see what possibilities exist. And then self-confidence describes the individual's belief in his or her ability to go with potential career problems that may arise. And this can, these all four sub-dimensions can develop differently. And uh, yeah, let's then move on a little bit to your research, what you did with career adaptability? Yeah, so my research was about investigating the role of psychological and social factors in adolescent career development. And especially the I used the career construction theory and focusing on the dual career adaptability. And I have three, three studies. The first two sub-studies were quantitative and the data was collected from six sport high schools and the first study examined the development of career adaptability skills and self-esteem and their association. The second study was about person-centered research approach investigating career adaptability profiles during the first year of high school and the relationship between these profiles and the school and sport-related success expectations of students and parents. And then, then the third one was about the case study of one of the talent development environments. And then there we investigated the organizational culture of that mm-hmm. environment. So if we continue with the first studies with the, using a quantitative approach and looking at adaptability, what do we see there? 
how are the young athletes, student athletes doing in terms of adaptability? So we found that uh, career adaptability skills were relatively stable during the high school. Students' self-esteem and belief in their own abilities were associated with the career adaptabilities. So meaning that students' ability to achieve developmental tasks, adapt to different situations, and take responsibility for the future seems to be remain unchanged over the course of the sports school. So some young demonstrate higher levels of these skills than others, and which may then have some kind of influence on the either welfare or career-related benefits or costs as career adaptability has shown to predict well-being and personal agency and success in professional career. So, so it would be important to actually identify those athletes who show or demonstrate low career adaptability skills and support these skills at an early stage so they would be better prepared for the future. Were you surprised that the, when you said that this adaptability and these skills are fairly stable? Like You could imagine that during the high school, it's the time when you start exploring, you start to take more ownership about what sort of future you want to pursue. And you would think that the educational institutions would also somehow try to help the students to develop these skills. So were you surprised of the finding? Yes, I was because the, actually the previous studies have shown that when the adolescents are actually facing transitions or challenges, usually it influences their career adaptabilities and their career development in a way that they may take responsibility, become more concerned for their future. But this may be explained by the fact that the talent development of young athletes starts more systematically at younger and younger age, and they, they are progressing along a normative pathway from one kind of predetermined step to another without that they need to actually think about their future or their goals outside sports. And in addition, the everyday life of sport in high school is really hectic, and they may actually not have time to reflect on their future careers because they are so in a hurry to fulfill the being an athlete and think that it needs to be done now mm-hmm. is there if they want to become successful or, or achieve the goals. And, and usually, or my experience with my athletes has been that some of them may be then third year of sport high school and they are stressing a bit and start to think that what they should actually do mm-hmm. in the future and being really proactive in that thing. Mm. And then also the environmental beliefs and attitudes may be that, that if you want to become elite athlete, then you just should continuous in a way, mm-hmm. not in a way professional athlete or kind of like prioritize on that over the education as well. So basically we have two issues there. One is that the life is so hectic that there is no time to step back and reflect and think about the future more broadly. You're just going on about going to school, going to training, going home, eating, sleeping, repeat, right? Yeah. So this is one issue. And the other one is that the sport is so structured that it, in a way it gives you the template for you. This is what you have to do. That's the structure that you have to follow. 
training programs are not really up to the athlete in terms of you need to train in a certain way if you want to become a high level athlete. So surely there is some flexibility, but you should be training certain amounts and certain types of training for certain sport to get get to a high level. And so in that sense, it doesn't really give these young athletes a lot of agency to think themselves like, how do I want to do this thing? So the path is maybe a little bit even too ready-made for them. If we think about those resources that they need for future life in terms of adapting. Yeah, I agree. And also about the role experimentation, which is really important in, in adolescence to actually like try things and, and find out what kind of abilities and competencies they have and how mm. different environments then are matching with these mm. competencies. This is just an idea, but is it that in a way the sport high schools Surely they help with the organization and planning, but on the other hand, everybody else is an athlete and everything revolves around sport. So in a way, being in a normal high school would actually keep your horizon much broader for a young athlete. Isn't that the case? Yeah, I I, yeah. I would say so. And I don't mm -hmm. have any, any research data about this, but it's also interesting that when you are in like a like in a normal high school, then there there is kind of like the small bony big fish influence mm -hmm. as well that, that you are athlete and it's maybe easier to maintain your identity as an athlete compared mm -hmm. to the sport high schools when when there is like a competition and if you are not really being in the top and the performance orientation is high and success is emphasized, then you actually may lose your interest also in sport as well and may, may opt out. Mm. It's important that you mentioned this opt out. Like in the literature, there's been the discussion about whether we use the term drop out or opt out, that we also have those who just decide that actually this is not for me. And so in your research, did you see any sort of gender differences when it comes to adaptability? Yeah, we did. And yeah, we treated the gender in a binary way, but also kind of recognizing also the gender diversity. But here we mm -hmm. had male and, and female yeah. mm -hmm. adolescent athletes. So we found out that the women showed lower levels of adaptability and self-esteem compared to men. And as individuals with low self-esteem and adaptability may lack the confidence to pursue careers that interest them, so they may experience some challenges. And also combined with the increased demands in high school and higher performance focus, especially then young women are at risk of decreasing well-being, which is also in line with the recent findings that women experience more stress in high school than men. And, mm -hmm. and actually, I need to now mention because on the kind of like this dual career pathway, starting from the lower secondary school to higher secondary school, it's actually like the support decrease the same time when actually the demands increase and your kind of like individuality and you need to do more work on yourself and it's up to you more organizing things that can also mm -hmm. contribute that that, that self-esteem may decrease or stress increase mm -hmm. and and this is like the, the gender differences here it's it's kind of evident also in the broader literature 
in di- as, uh, in particularly in dual careers where women may experience ex- expectation to perform excellently in both domains and kind of like striving for this superwoman ideal, uh, reflecting the attitude that anything is possible and it's possible to succeed in many areas of life at the same time, which can also lead to unrealistic expectation. So one suggestion based on my PhD was that empowering approach, supporting autonomy and individual learning and self-compassion would be especially important for adolescent female athletes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just before my break with the podcast, we had a talk with Leah Ferguson, who was working on the self-compassion. So that could be certainly one element to look into in terms of, yeah, we know that young women, they quite often also strive to do really well in education at the same time. And as you mentioned, this un- unrealistic expectations can then be quite detrimental to well-being as well. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to adaptability, like on the other hand, based on the literature, it could have been the other way because we often see that women are more engaged with education. And because many times they are more aware that maybe they're not going to be elite athletes or in their chosen sport, there is no real professional opportunities and so forth. So they might have a more realistic view in terms of what is possible. What are your thoughts? In in some ways, they could have had a better adaptability because these expectations might be different than for young men. Yeah, that is a good point. And and as adaptability is also measured as, as perceived ability, so it may be that the higher score for, scores of young men may be explained, but that they are more confident than women. Mm. And also, as we saw, that women had lower self-esteem or, or, or self-worth. So, so this could be one explanation for that and also like males may have different time perspective compared to women and they are not subject to the same demands when making career-related decisions as women and so it's rather i would say that the levels of the women's career adaptability were relatively high still but then mm-hmm. it's just the case maybe that the men had higher which could mm-hmm. be explained by this confidence or perceived ability mm-hmm. and yeah. then it's interesting about then if this how they actually like perceive their career as well if they would for example think about athletic career so the structure of the professional sport can influence the career planning especially for female athletes as, as there are less opportunities in sport mm. And yep. and how curious they are about which kind of roles they have in the sport as well. Mm. So I think it's an important finding in terms of being sensitive to gender. We know that individual differences within genders are also big. So we shouldn't stereotype. But so to always be sensitive that gender is something that can play a role when it comes to understanding these career adaptabilities. So yeah, I think time is running and we should leave our discussion about the role of the environment and organizations to our second part. And so let's have a little break and thanks for the conversation so far. Thanks for joining us this week on Physical Activity Research Podcast. 
if you like the show, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on Twitter. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever app you're using. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes, so be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.